0: hey folks make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at get Wrecked podcast on instagram and facebook or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show you can contact us directly via email or i don't know maybe you just want to send us some feet pics you creep i don't know what you're into i don't care we'll review those too what do you think of that huh In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getwreckedpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Why does the world, and maybe this is is just me, I don't know, not caring or just being ignorant to it, but why do we care so
2: much about the Queen of England? Well, one, there, I, it's, this is no more than a theory, but I think part of it is, I guess, a lot of British colonies that still exist are, were, like, poised and ready to just be, like, fucking deuces as soon as, like, something big happened. So, I guess that's part of it.
1: So, is Canada going to rebel now, or are they going <laughs> to...
2: <laughs> First
1: off, Canada was French. <laughs> but they like they well quebec was french right but the rest of canada still i mean the queen's on their currency yeah i guess right
2: so yeah think of that they're gonna have to change their pledge (laughs) they're gonna have to change their pledge because it's god save the queen right (laughs) they're gonna have to change their fucking money stupid
0: canadians that's what you get for worshiping (laughs) some dumb old lady yeah way to be (laughs) halfway across the world It just, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I saw that
1: she died, and I'm like, you know, that sucks, because she obviously was a big historical figure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it for me. Like, literally, I told my kids, I was like, everybody needs to shut up, sit down, we're in the middle of class. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I kind of came off as a dick. But oh, you guys are worried about the queen, right? The queen yeah. of England. The it just it just doesn't make sense to me. And then I get on I get on Facebook, and everybody's posting about the fucking queen, like whatever.
2: Hey, to be fair though, that funeral is going to be lit. I'm probably, <laughs> and, I, and I heard I don't no, know it, it's going to be very stuffy. I also don't know. I, I heard that the kids in England
1: are going to have a couple of days off school for like, it. For like, the, like well, the whole they, country's they going in mourning.
0: Yeah, well, they should honestly, she is the longest ruler in the history of the country. I guess. I guess. Um, whatever. Mm-hmm, I just
1: know I mean, that, you know, we tried to get away from the whole monarchy thing, so that's where I'm at.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying,
2: <laughs> I'm saying I don't care. Yeah. I, I mean, Think about it. There's a lot of people that probably lived their entire lives... Like not like yeah. dying like too early, but like lived their entire lives, and she was the only queen they yeah. ever knew. Yeah, and I'm sure that she was a good person, right? Yeah. Clearly, she was well. Kinda loved. Racist, but here's but the thing:
0: funny. is <laughs> well loved, kind
1: of racist. I don't care. It's like if, everybody's grandma.
0: <laughs> I don't care if it was 250 years ago. I I don't care. They're still our enemies forever. (laughs) You you can tie strings on that old lady and puppet her around like a marionette. I'm not shedding a tear. (laughs) Thor's like, 1-0, baby! (laughs) 1-0! You dirty inbred,
2: (laughs) dirty inbred, pasty white... You know, against, <laughs> against Europe, we are undefeated. It's just when you go east of that, things get a little dicey. <laughs> Try to tell us how to spend our taxes. That's
1: we'll right. out-tax ourselves, thank you very
2: much.
1: <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my gosh, are we are we ready
2: to jump into this? I think so.
0: Yeah. Hey folks, and welcome to Get Wrecked Podcast, the only podcast where two buddies take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm your host Thor, and as always, joined by my co-host Micah. Micah, how are we doing today? We're we're doing okay. Are we the only
1: podcast that (laughs) recommends (laughs) things to each other back and forth? Yes, You know what? Yeah, I'm claiming it. We looked it up. We checked it, we gave it a
0: wiki search and didn't find anything else. And if you don't believe me, come find me. We'll take it outside. (laughs) Uh, And we got a spicy one today. We are joined by a special guest, the incomparable, the powerful, the consummate cutie, Dan Barton. How you doing today, Dan?
2: Doing pretty great. That's probably the most compliments I've gotten in a five-year time span, so I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're welcome yeah
1: dan goes way back with us um i was gonna ask you dan do you want to go by heavy d on the show or do you want to go by little barton <laughs> uh georgia peach georgia peach that's dan's
0: gotta, that's dan's, gotta, dan's, dan's karaoke gotta, name is georgia peach
2: i have a long lineage of nicknames <laughs> most of which that i have forgotten yeah yeah i think on myspace my last one was mr brightside mr brightside yeah, oh. yeah. myspace Mr.
0: Huh. Brightside. You know, I had to. I had
1: to email MySpace because I, when I started teaching, my students started looking for me, like they started trying to find me, and I'm thinking I've got a MySpace somewhere, and they're gonna find it, and it's gonna be horrible for me. Yeah. So I tried to log into MySpace. I don't remember what email address I used. I don't remember what the password was. They actually
0: wiped a lot. So I sent it them was an probably email. Probably like blockbuster hottie at Zynga.com or something. <laughs> Zynga. uh,
1: yeah, I didn't wipe my Zynga, but I'm pretty sure that they don't know that Zanga even existed. Um, so yeah, I sent them an email and I'm like, hey, I need this to go away. It's was like, I don't have my username. I don't have my password. All I can tell you is that my MySpace name, because you could change your name, like it was myspace.com slash, and then you could put in what My MySpace name was myspace.com slash fyo it was e-f-f-y-o-e because i was living in yo
0: (laughs) (laughs) enough said and that's it
1: (laughs) did not like yeah and so they just emailed us emailed me and they're like yeah so give me like a week and
2: it'll be gone (laughs) shout out yo pennsylvania (laughs) see i don't even remember what mine was because i tried to look it up a while back just because yeah I mean, looking back and be like, "Oh, that was my top eight? I don't talk to any of those people anymore. Right?
1: right? Yeah. Well, and all the fun HTML coding that you could put into your MySpace, all of that gets real wonky when they change the layout of MySpace because <laughs> you've got your you've got all of your tables and links and everything put in there, and it worked for the layout that MySpace had at the time. But then when you log in and they're just rechanged everything,
2: <laughs> looks kind of edgy now. A eldritch being, yeah. I mean, I gotta say, actually that was pretty cool it was
0: pretty cool you could change the whole background of your page you can make your name whatever crazy stuff you want sure yeah like mm-hmm. i literally would just change my myspace name to just random song lyrics or yeah weird like bukowski poetry like like just wild <laughs> I, shit like <laughs> there was so uh, back
1: when i was in college and myspace was still the thing I decided, I found this video, Dan, you might even remember it. It was called Jesus Was a Friend of Mine. Yep. And it's this really cheesy, they called it rock and roll, but it's like 1960s, yeah. wants to try and be rock, but also still very much wants to be approved by the church. <laughs> and, <laughs> so they're like trying to ride that line, probably in the height of the Satanic Panic. and. So they're just playing, and the whole song is, Jesus is a friend of mine. And then there's another guy in the background going, Jesus is my friend. I'm
0: familiar (laughs) with the song. Do you know the song? I am familiar with the
1: song. So I set that that song up as my song for MySpace. And then I went in and changed the coding, and I found this really cheesy picture of Jesus inside like a really cheesy stereotypical valentine's day heart <laughs> and it was it was that with a white background on a square and i just set that to repeat and it was the whole background then with that playing and <laughs> there's this girl in college uh in my class and she was she was a scene girl through and through she could have been on um what was it the suicide girls yeah all right like spiked hair in the back all long right, i'm in right well, yeah you're tight for so she she <laughs> sends me a message and she goes Uh, Now I remember why I never come to this page. And that's all she said. (laughs) Made it worth it for me. I think I changed it the other day. I just wanted some response. You can't do that with Facebook. Mm
0: -mm. Not yet, at least. Not
1: yet. We'll lobby it. Metaverse, when that comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: You think Tom's on Facebook? (laughs) He probably
1: is begrudgingly. (laughs) Probably has a different name and not nearly as many friends. R.I.P. Tom. Yeah. He's not dead, but kinda of dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Thor, what are we what are we getting into here? What's uh what's our, our scoop for the day?
0: Alrighty, so today we are reviewing the legend of Vox Machina. It is a prime original on Amazon Prime streaming service. It is a twelve episode animated series based on the critical role real play podcast.
1: Yes, yeah. It was um it was a An interesting watch, actually. And we brought Dan on because Thor and I have seen the show now, but neither of us watched Critical Role. So Dan is our resident expert of Critical Role and Vox Machina in general.
2: Yeah, that was my uh, driving podcast for a very very long time. Well,
1: aren't the aren't the podcast episodes like 4 hours long? Sure each? are. Yeah, that's crazy. To I me. used to have
2: like a half hour drive in and out of work, so I mean, I need to listen to something.
1: Yeah, that's just nuts. I like Critical Role. I listen to a little bit of the Mighty Nine, but just for me it was tough to keep up with it because they're super prolific they're mm-hmm. making an episode every like week right or yeah. every other
2: week well yeah so now i think it's a little bit different they're doing uh three episodes a month and then the last week of the month it's some sort of like special episode and every now and then they'll do like a sort of like side okay. like not necessarily a one shot but like the most recent one was uh exandria unlimited calamity which is a period of it was a four episode thing and it was dm'd by brendan lee mulligan who was also an amazing dm it was four episodes and it was about the period of time in that world where essentially everything just went to absolute shit the gods were fighting and mortals were caught up in the crossfire Okay. That sounds kind of cool. And It was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was so good, and I highly recommend. Like I said, it's four episodes. Highly recommend you watch it.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, I guess. I guess initial thoughts on Vox
1: Machina, or well, do you I have, recommended you, it to you? You so, did. Yeah. So yeah. you
0: give me your initial thoughts. That's right. Okay. So <laughs> that's I how have... the show works, Michael. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. Initial thoughts with the first episode. Okay. I saw that this came out and I didn't watch it because I honestly didn't think that I would like it. The animation reminded me a lot of the DC animated films that they do because DC is just doing animated films like crazy right now. And that animation studio is okay, but the, I don't know, just the animation is a little bit choppy for me in those DC, the ones that I have seen. And the animation in the previews that I watched really reminded me of that. So that kind of turned me off a little bit. And there's something in my brain that is, like, when you do high fantasy, like Lord of the Rings or, or, or D&D uh, type of a mythos, if I'm watching something, I feel like it should be serious to the degree that, like, Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones is. I feel like that's the vibe that my brain says, that's what this should be. And with the previews that I watched, they were very much not that. So... That's why I hadn't watched it at all. And I was a little bit hesitant. I mean, I was watching it because of the show. But when I started it, I was really kind of... My guard was up a bit because it was kind of crass. There was some unnecessary comedy. It was a little lewd in some areas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And by... Honestly, by the end of the first episode, though, it won me over. And it kind of... Made me realize, like, oh, this is just Dungeons and Dragons, which I know, like, I knew that going in. I knew that it came from the Critical Role show, but once I once I had that that realization that it's not high fantasy, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Because all of us, we've all played D anD uh, at this table, and everybody knows that you start out real serious, but you never get through a session without some random like session of hijinks that ensues or it just gets wild and kind of gets crazy at least with us and when i kind of accepted that i actually ended up really liking the show
0: yeah and that is the best part about this show when i started watching it it is when it first came out and i was like oh this looks interesting i just started watching i'd watched probably four or five episodes before i noticed in the credits where it says based on the critical role series i'm like oh i've heard of that okay because once i've never listened to critical role at all but I am familiar with the concept, so I had watched four or five episodes before I even knew it was based on that. Gotcha. But same thing. After the first episode, I was like, "Oh, like they've captured the D and D experience. Mm-hmm. They have captured the D and D experience, where they they switch between these dark, heavy storylines and a lot of really sincere, emotional drama, with just wild, silly humor." They've captured it perfectly, and all the little nods to role playing—there were a th- lot of throughout it—are through it. just perfect.
1: Yeah, Dan, how do you feel like? Uh, how do you feel like the show stacked up? Like when when you watched it, being a
2: fan of the show or of Critical Role, how what were your thoughts on it? So, honestly, the show was like one of the best love letters to Critical Role that it could have been. So they they got a lot right. A lot of the stuff that was in the show was actually in the the original like, like, like in
1: the original arc of of Critical Role.
2: Yeah, like it's just a bunch of people playing around, and so like there was a lot of quotes okay. that were very pop, like popular, just caught on that were in the show. And oh, okay, the characters were very much the very same as they were in Critical Role, right? Because so, the same
1: voice actors.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. So. Are all the characters in the show the people who actually play yes. on the podcast? That's a huge
2: party. Well, Holy and that's the shit. thing is that yeah. that's a big party. They got so many uh, other their friends basically mm-hmm. in either the voice acting community or otherwise. Like, do you remember? In am I allowed to talk any sort of spoilers? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. As
0: always, big spoiler alert right up front. If you're interested in watching the show, and you should be, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Pause now. Go watch it. Come back.
1: Because we'll be discussing the whole show.
2: Spoilers ahead. So, like, for instance, when they're walking up to the castle, the big castle of Iman. Okay. And there's the guards out front. One of those guys is Logic, voicing. Oh, that's cool. Because Logic is a, a family friend, so to speak. Uh, Ashley Johnson her husband uh, Brian W Foster who is a great guy is like best not maybe not best friends but really good friends with Logic so they're like hey do you want to come on and voice like a small role and he was like yeah sure who is Logic he's a famous rapper that's why he's I don't know rapper. him Have, do you watch Rick and Morty
0: at all yeah the vindicator's episode okay at the very end when he has planned the party once all the Vindicators are dead. Yeah. And he, they uh, they go up the big elevator and Rick planned a huge party during his crazy blackout. Oh, that's The right. guy rapping is Logic. That's okay. literally the only way I know Logic. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Rick and Morty. It's fine, but... I assumed he was famous based yeah. on the way they approached him in that show. Yeah,
2: there's... If you look at the actual, like, list of people that they got to voice other characters, they put a lot of time and effort into it. And... Well, Matt, who originally, you know, he's a DM, he did, did 90% of the other voices in there. He wanted to basically, like, kind of take a step back. He still did a bunch of voices in there, but he handpicked, basically, people to bring his characters to life. That's cool. That's and cool. One, there is a Gilmore, was kind of like his, I guess, pet, pet character. Yeah it was kind of like his way of inserting the dm into the campaign which which one is gilmore that was uh, the guy who owned the shop he was super flamboyant yes i loved him yeah awesome gilmore is great he's he's such a fun character and he is someone that does go throughout the the series and it was it was matt's baby kind of but he went out and found somebody that was that he was like yes this is the person that brings this character to life in the way that I never even could have imagined it. Very cool. So, yeah, it watching it was just such a, a fun experience because you get to see how ridiculous Scanlan is just in general.
1: Yeah. So speaking of Scanlan, what
2: is what are who? Let's let's
1: get into the actual Vox Machina group, right? Because okay. that's the name of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Who who were you guys' favorite characters in this? Oh
0: yeah, I want to do no, I want to play a game. Oh okay, let's guess who each other's favorite characters were.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So Dan, if if we're looking longingly into Thor's eyes, all right, who do you think who do you think is, is Thor's favorite Vox Machina character?
2: Well, there's your mistake. I'm always looking longingly into
0: Thor's <laughs> eyes. What do you think we've been doing this whole time? Oh yeah, me and Dan are sitting across from each other. That's right. <laughs> I feel left out. I uh,
2: I want to say. I'm going to say Grog was probably your favorite. I'll say Scanlan. Both incorrect.
0: I, Scanlan was, at first thought, based on the first episode, I'd be like, yeah, of course. He's right. the perfect bard. Right. He is the perfect bard character. And anybody who's not played D&D with me, if you're curious what it's like, I play Scanlan. Basically all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I play Scanlan. <laughs> but he actually was not my favorite character. Second. Okay. So who's he was your favorite my second? Then? Pike. Yeah? Yeah. Pike. I love small size characters, but also I love the the voice actor. She does a great job. Sure. I love Pike's character. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a very neat. Like she's a paladin, and she's, uh, uh, she's
2: a, she is a cleric.
0: Oh, she's a cleric. Yeah. Okay. In any case, but still like a holy person, but still likes to you know she's fun, but she's not like over the top like Scanlan is. It's true. Mm-hmm. Similar. Yeah. So I I always like that kind of like chaotic good. Gotcha. like archetype. And was but she... I loved her story arc. Yeah. Like the concept of mm-hmm. her just struggling with the the duality of herself and when she went and like met the
2: goddess and was talking to her I was, all of that I loved it. I was like she's sick. So you want to know why all that happened? Okay. Um so at the time Ashley Johnson was on a show called Sight or Blindside. Well, it was one of the two. it was a it was basically like a csi or like okay. uh, one of those types and she would have to be away from the table for extended periods of time okay so that's when like when she showed back up in her kind of astral form that's actually what the, how they wrote <laughs> that's, her how in. They, that's how they and she her. basically zoomed in and like it was an excuse that if she couldn't be there that week it's just oh no the connection's bad boom
0: Dude, <laughs> I, I honestly i was like I said that to Kendra, I, I said that to her while we were watching it, because by the time it gets to that point, I had realized, okay, this is a, based on a, like, a podcast, a real play, and I'm like, see what that is? That's classic. <laughs> when when she left to go off and do her own thing, yeah. I was like, somebody's schedule got busy, because <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there in yeah. D&D, yeah. when you gotta be like, oh, this character's off, doing some side quest, because... <laughs> Work got crazy for a couple months or yeah.
2: something. Yep. That's funny. So that's, <laughs> that's exactly funny. what happened.
0: Alright, Dan. So so I'm a I'm Pike. Okay. Pike and then Scanlan. they I mean, honestly, they're both kinda equal to me. Okay. Dan, what do we think for Micah?
2: Micah? I think Micah's a Scanlan man. As soon as he got over the uh the whole lewdness <laughs> you, you were probably a hundred percent on the scan he, the he, scan he man. He did I, have a lot of lewdness.
0: I am going forgive me if I get it wrong, vax the female twin.
2: That's Vex. That's Vex. Vex is the
0: the girl. Okay. And Vex, yeah, Vex is the guy. The the, the archer. Yeah. My first joke. thought was Percy. My first thought was Percy yeah. and I was like, "No, that seems
1: Okay. So it was Pike. Going to be honest <laughs> with <Okay>. you. <laughs> Dude, she's the best. And
0: no the, judgments here.
1: It was it was Pike and then probably a very very close second was Percy. I okay. thought like Percy was cool a F when he would get this whole like crow smoke demon thing going on I'm like that guy that guy's awesome but just to kind of follow with everything that you said Thor I I actually think that they did a really really good job with her storyline and it worked really really well for the show in a way that it didn't feel like it was a forced thing for her to be gone yeah. for a bit. Dude,
0: and that part where she comes back and astral projects and just sure. starts, wrecking starts wrecking zombies with holy light? Come yeah. on.
1: Yeah, it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. It was pretty great. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of, of holy characters as well. Give me a zealot and I'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can confirm. Yeah.
1: And I also have a little bit of Edge Lord in me mm-hmm. and and Percy was that he was that for me mm-hmm. um, I actually really 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 liked the main villain too but I normally do like the main villains I mainly thought his sword was amazing his mm-hmm. sword was so cool just like absorbing all the blood as he was uh, yeah. striking people down good bad guy yeah he was He's a really great bad, bad guy. guy but yeah that would, that would be be similar to, to you Thor where Pike well, I just I, the voice acting was amazing I thought that the voice acting with that character fit great mm-hmm. something okay got a
0: question Hmm. Um. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Hold your... Remember your question, Dan.
1: Remember... Okay. All right. Dan. Dan's
0: favorite character. My guess is what he guessed for me is Grog. That was my first thought of who Dan would like. Yeah. I think Grog, maybe
2: Vax or Percy.
1: I would say Vax, the boy twin, right? Vax is the boy twin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I would say
2: yeah so side note in the very beginning of the campaign people would always get those two mixed up vax and vex yeah so they actually created shirts and they wore it on there that says i'm vax and then there's an arrow pointing over and then uh laura bailey would wear the other one that says i'm vex and it's a arrow okay. uh, pointing back to okay. her <laughs> to and liam that, o'brien and
0: that's the they allude to that when yeah. stanlin does the song introducing them yeah. right? okay
2: that's yeah. funny my favorite is actually percy Okay I can see so it. I could and here here's my the Grog is a strong second. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good.
0: I love I, I love all the characters. I, I they're yeah. the love perfect Travis team. Willingham.
2: He's such a a dynamic player and he just plays super fun characters. That being said, Talis and Jaffy is just unmatched who's in my Taliesin opinion. Jaffe? So yeah, Talis What is that? What so,
0: which voice did he do? Percy Okay, cool.
2: Yeah. He is just so good at creating these characters that are just multi-level, like, to quote Shrek, it's like an onion. Like, there's just layers upon layers upon layers. And actually, I had this thought, because I was going back and, like, kind of refreshing my memory, and they did a really good job portraying Percy in the show, but in the actual, like, the original he was so much more intense and with this whole arc the briarwood arc was percy's arc mm-hmm. yeah um, and it was the first real arc that they had where shit got real okay like before it was just kind of like adventuring haha like there was some like some stuff that was a little like a little heavy but this was the first time I mean, when you walk when they walked into whitestone and the sun tree just has you know seven bodies just hanging up there that were dressed up like them. That was a pretty intense part. Ooh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Just that reveal and just the horror. They did such a good job of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, he is, even though they all are, they all are the main
2: characters, yeah, right? Yeah, essentially. But
0: it is, they. the whole story is following Percy's yeah. story, ultimately. And,
2: and each of them does get an arc throughout the show and like something that... That kind of follows like something that they wanted, and this was kind of like Percy's time.
0: Well, I and see it was, why they went with this one. This is yeah. Great.
2: Well, it, it was one of the first ones in the actual show too. It was the first like full arc that they had done. But looking back, it was like barely constrained madness the entire time, especially when he encountered the people that that were on his gun. That were on his okay. l- dude. I love those scenes. Yeah.
0: Once he's actually. Like, the lady in the cage. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's actually... he's just ready to just... <laughs>
2: boom! He's ready to just kill her, like... So, one of the main differences was in the actual, like, the show, not the animated show, but the, the normal show, she didn't know who he was because he was in a peasant disguise the entire time. Okay. And then he just drops the disguise and she's like, oh, shit. And he gives this little speech, and I don't remember whether it was in the animated series or not, but it was like... You are the luckiest person in Whitestone. Do you know why that is? It's because you're at the bottom of my list. He did say that in the show. Yeah. It, yeah, uh, but it, just the delivery I mean, he, was He made yeah. a
0: lot he made a lot of badass speeches. Yeah. yeah.
2: Though that's what Percy was good for. It was like badass one-liners and looking cool. Like those yeah. were his two yeah. like
0: I think ultimately why you like him though, Dan. It's cuz he's the pepperbox guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuz he, he he's the guy that did, like I loved that part of the story is that because anytime you play D and D, there always has to be the conversation. Do guns exist? How, how common are they? And they went with that. He invented this thing, essentially, which was very cool.
2: And I remember this conversation coming up that Matt didn't really want guns to be a super prevalent thing in the world, but it was a Pathfinder game translated into 5e and percy was already a gunslinger which it is in 5e okay so he didn't want to make him change his character all around so he's like okay guess you invented guns like this yeah. is your thing like you're a tanker like it just kind of makes sense yeah my favorite though was bad news one because the name is a pun bad news what, ne- what is bad, bad news bad news is the sniper rifle that he has oh, um, the oh big, yeah long rifle and I mean,
0: he keeps pulling it out and they're like what is that he's like don't worry about it <laughs> so funny.
2: Yeah, it's because bad news travels far <laughs> yeah he's just he's such a cool character and he is he, he's cool. he's very very much a uh, an interesting character that's funny to me, i picked
0: micah more for a percy guy and you as more of a pike guy yeah well grog
2: on the other hand though
0: but yeah grog was my first i was like damn loves grog. grog i love he's all awesome. they're all so good yeah but it is a perfect D&D team. Grog
2: yeah. is the exact opposite, though, because you have somebody that has completely turned their brain off and is just pure instinct, for better or worse. <laughs> One of so my favorite when, scenes. When me
0: and Zach, you know, it's I like what Because when me and Zach McCrary play D&D together, I'm always Scanlan, and he's always Grog. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're sort of like... <laughs> If you had to pick our two character archetypes, it's Grog and Scanlan. And I loved the scenes where they're hanging out together because I'm like, this is perfect. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: One of my favorite scenes is when they're trapped in the room and the acid is is rising up. And Grog just like strips down and dives in after they realize that they have to do something on the floor. And he's like, whoop, here we go. And he just jumps in. It was was pretty funny.
0: You had a question before we guessed.
1: Yep, I forgot it.
0: Damn it, I'm sorry. That's
1: okay. That's Oh, no, I remember it. Ha ha!
2: Yeah. Okay. I believed in you. Uh,
1: <laughs> thanks, Dan. Um, so, anytime that Pike would talk to Grog, she would either like, refer to him as plural, or she'd say, like, how you doing, buds? Or she would say something like that, but it was never just, how are you doing, buddy? It was always, like, buds,
2: it was just kind of a pet thing. Okay. Like because they had known each other. Basically Pike found Grog in the woods like left for dead and on the verge of dying essentially for reasons that may or may not come up down the road. So they had a, they had a very close relationship character-wise. So they kind of grew up together yeah. in, in a sense. Kind of like how like any any close friend like we were talking about with all the nicknames. Sure. Just, and then just quirks of that relationship.
1: Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if there was anything behind it. So it was just something that I noticed mm-hmm. uh, in not watching the Critical Role show. I yeah. had no idea where that was coming from. Those but, two are a
0: great pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So so the story starts, right? And it's basically a bounty for hire. Like, we we need this threat dealt with. <laughs> yeah. But we don't know what this threat is because everybody keeps dying and no one keeps coming back. And it ends up being a dragon, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. The animation of that dragon um, was 3D, while the characters were 2D. I don't they know do if that. Guys... They've done
0: that a couple. They do that a couple of times through the show. Where yeah. the they do that also again when they're on their way to Briarwood and they encounter the the wolf monsters. Oh yeah, the, yeah. like the weird the zombie dogs, zombie and... dog things. Same, yeah. uh, same thing.
1: They do it again too when Percy has his gun pointed at the doctor chick in the prison cell. What yeah. was her name? Ridley? Ripley? Ripley. Ripley, yeah. Anna Ripley. And when it shows him pointing and then it moves and the prison bars go through the viewpoint of the camera, those prison bars were 3D animated. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about that? The, like, kind of... Um,
1: I felt like it was done pretty well. I'm usually kind of turned off by very visible 3D animation as far as characters go. I
0: know. On the last episode, we talked about how much you hated the Dragon Ball Z (laughs) animation. Yeah.
1: Oh, can I side rant real quick about this Dragon Ball Z animation? Yeah, please do.
0: Okay, Dan.
1: Dan and I went to go see Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. I think that's the name of it, right? Mm -hmm. Such a dumb name. Anyway, our nurse for Freya came to me, and this tells me how little she views my interests. And she (laughs) wholeheartedly, very sincerely looked at me and she goes, oh, so how was your Pokemon movie? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that was my exact response. And I'm like, and then and like the inner Weebo in me started getting fret. Like, it's not fucking Pokemon. I went and watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's
2: way cooler. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's way cooler than that. But, uh, I I just, Only
0: kids watch
2: Pokemon. Yeah,
1: I had to laugh. It's me, I'm kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to laugh because I'm just like, this person ah <sighs> she goes what and i'm like nothing it just tells me how little you you view my interests
0: well, question <laughs> is in the lore of get wrecked is yeah. this the same nurse that watched in and of itself with uh-huh. you yep as and uh what else did she watch with you
1: um yeah i forget something and flux and flux yep yep. <laughs> yep yep same nurse yeah <laughs> But she and she was being very nice and like she was genuinely curious. Like she was like, "How was your How was your movie? Like how was it type of thing." But she's just like, "How was your Pokemon movie?" And I'm like, "It wasn't Pokemon." <laughs> I I almost felt like like a teenager just being <laughs> yeah, like, "It's not that, Mom." Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> anyway,
2: did you stomp into your room and slam
1: the door? <laughs> yeah, it just. Oh, I I laughed. I laughed. But um, yeah. As far as this goes, the animation. It's done a lot. It, like the, the combining of 2D and 3D animation is done a lot now. It's usually done when you're trying to move the camera, all right? So that they can 3D animate the scene that they're in, and then they usually 2D animate the characters. Mm-hmm. So that, and I, I feel like they do that pretty well. Anytime that two, 3D characters, though, show up, and there's also 2D characters in the same realm of existence, it's always kind of weird to me. But yeah. I felt like they did a pretty good job with the dragons in this. Yeah. And it makes it a lot easier for them to animate. Yeah, no, but I
0: love the animation in this show. Yeah. It's Honestly, it's
1: the animation was pretty solid. I was thinking uh, the fight with, what was the main villain's name in this? Uh, Silas and Sila. Yeah. So so Silas, the fight with Silas and was it Pike that he was fighting on the steps? Or was it Grog that he was Both, fighting? I think. That scene, that fight scene was awesome. The animation for that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That whole thing was great.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the animation in this. It was it was really really good. Um, I feel like they gave their animators a t- like a, an adequate amount of time to make something really really good. Yeah. Like they didn't constrain them too much with with uh, a short deadline or tight deadlines because you can tell that when that happens in shows, you can tell where the, all the money is in the animation, and. It just... It was done very, very well.
0: Yeah. No, I feel like when you watch the show, you can tell... It feels like they actively tried to make it true to D&D. They tried to make the animation fun, and they didn't cut corners. Like you were saying, they didn't cut corners. Right. There was a lot of heart. Exactly. I felt That's what I'm trying
1: to... Yeah. In this this animation.
0: This was not phoned
2: in. They... Not at all. They killed it. So, part of that comes from the fact that all of them are voice actors sure and like sam regal who is Mm scanlan has directed voice act voice acting for cartoons and stuff like that for literally decades at this point okay um same thing with leon o'brien o'brien when he's not doing voices he's generally directing and they worked very, very closely with the animation studio the entire time because they wanted it to be perfect. Because this has been kind of a dream for them for probably since the beginning of the campaign when it started getting popular. They're like, that would be the coolest thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's never going to happen. And then they're like, we might be able to make this happen. Yeah. It's so cool that they did. And I, lo- I can't stop
0: how much the little D&D things... That first, we were talking about that first fight with the dragon. Uh-huh. The first thing that happens is Grog goes in and he gets knocked out and they go Grog's down already and I was like (laughs) that is that's so it's like a small thing but it's so perfect because everybody knows that when your main melee character your big fighter barbarian goes in and just gets taken out immediately and in most most shows if it was an anime mm-hmm. if somebody goes down you'd have a five minute inner monologue of somebody being like oh i don't know if we can defeat this enemy <laughs> sure am i at fault for this and then they'd be reflecting for five minutes but when you're playing dnd and it's like you're per somebody goes down you're it's just like, like oh come on you're already down come on man yeah. what are you doing yeah <laughs> it was and it's like such a small it's one sentence yeah but there was a couple as of those, As soon as I too. saw that, I was like, and just made a world of like, oh, this is... <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I really enjoyed the uh, the scene where they were all trying to pick the lock of this one door. <laughs>
0: yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: like Through the whole show, uh, Vax is just picking a lock, picking a lock, picking a lock. And then this one he just cannot get. And when this was happening in the show, I was like, I'll bet he kept rolling natural ones. Or I bet he rolled horribly for
0: those scenarios. Yeah, I same thing I saw. And I was like, that really happened.
2: (laughs) It it did actually happen. So the the scene that it kind of references, they were trying to sneak into a church. And he rolled a natural 20. And Matt was like, you can't pick the lock because there isn't a lock. Like, there is a bar on the other side of the door that is holding this shut. (laughs) (laughs) So they spent... um, 15-20 minutes trying to, like, basically get this big bar up. And, like, Scanlan went inside and was, like, trying to lift from the other side. They, like, got a sword, like, a short sword in there to try and leverage... And Scanlan cut his hand on it because he rolled poorly, <laughs> so it ended up taking like three spells and a bunch of damage just to get this door open. And it's just a recurring theme: is that like they always have trouble with doors. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Like, yeah. Well, and, and right right that, before, that was one of my favorite. And right parts. before that, yeah. they also gave a
0: huge nod to anybody who's ever played D anD. d Is the whole reason they were at the back door is because they were split the they split the party. Yeah, and Vex goes. He, so it's never a good you should idea. Never, splitting the potty is never a good idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there was even a... Um, I forget who said it, but somebody got hurt when Pike was on her her pilgrimage. And he's like, yeah, we, we don't have our healer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who said it, but that line was said. And I was like, that's something that somebody in D&D would say. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, we don't have our healer. We gotta be careful, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is the perfect taking a and d and making it... Do you remember there was a Dungeons & Dragons movie with Damon Waynes? Yeah, I or, do. no, Marlon.
1: Yeah, I do. It was like mid-90s movie, right?
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah. 90s, I do remember early that early 2000s that time being. It was awful. It was bad, It yeah. was so bad. And I didn't even play D&D. Yeah, I didn't. Well... At, at that point in time. Yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, you I know? was going to say, I was um, a kid. But I remember seeing that movie, and even as a kid, I was like, I don't think this is good. Yeah, I remember wanting to like it. I think that that came out. I was like, I thought the Wild Wild West was good (laughs) with Will Smith. (laughs) Yeah, but I saw the Dungeons and Dragons movies. I'm like, I don't think this is good. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm in a similar boat. Except instead of Wild Wild West, it was that Kangaroo Kung Fu movie. Kung Fu Jack or Kangaroo Jack? No, not Kangaroo Jack. It was like Legends of something or another. Oh my god! And it was all of these kangaroos that that did martial arts.
0: Incredible. Ice-T is one of the kangaroos. Is he really? Wait, no, that's, that's that is Tank Tangaroo Girl. Jack. That's Tank Girl. No? No, you're talking... I know exactly... Did you just
1: say that that was Tank Girl?
0: Well, Tank Girl... Is there a kung fu fighting kangaroo and Tank Girl? There are... There should no, have been. No.
2: <laughs> okay. Right. There
0: are these weird, like, mutant people who live underground who take in Tank Girl and help her, and they're, like, half-raccoon or half kangaroo people. Oh my goodness. Ice-T is one of them. That's hysterical. I think that may have been his acting debut. What is that movie that I'm thinking of then? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I fucking loved them. It was like
1: this kid who got transported to some mystical land and there are all these um, kangaroos that do kung fu kung and fu, they fu, represent kangaroo different people. elements.
0: What? It's called Legends of Something.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, You, you guys talk. I'm going to look it up.
2: Yeah, I... It was so good, and I believe they introduced like the very beginning of the Chroma Conclave, which is the next arc. In the uh, at the very end of Legend of knocking off. was it not... the
1: ball that was spinning? I uh, honestly
0: don't exactly remember because I watched it like when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I tried rewatching it before we got till today, and I only we haven't even got to them fighting the Briar Woods yet. So so I so I, the last like three or four episodes i i only kind of remember okay
2: so basically they did lead into the next arc which is the chroma conclave it's essentially five well now four ancient not metallic but the uh the shiny dragons. the evil dragons whichever it's gonna come to me later on when i'm driving home sure (laughs) you'll think about it yeah but basically because the blue dragon that they fought in the beginning mm-hmm. was one of the Chroma Conclave, which is why those orbs were there. So he could talk to the other members of this. Okay. And they're each represented by... So it's by, like
0: a consortium of evil dragons?
2: Basically. That's pretty evil. Cool. Evil ancient dragons. And there's uh, the blue, the black, the green, the white, and then the red is basically the head. And they get together and they're like, this is our land and we're going to take it. Mm. And that's why they attack him on at the at the end and essentially just destroy everything. Cool. Because uh, they knew a bunch of leaders are going to be getting together, and they were like, "Well, we're kind of down a person because Brimscythe, who is the the blue dragon that they killed, right. was in there originally to sow discord and kind of like get a bunch of people killed by him or other means, and yeah, nice. So, it, who's it, it,
0: who's your favorite bad guy? They, they had a couple, the, in in the show. Who's the? I mean, mine was the, Silas, the the, like, main, the main the main dude. Vampire? He no. was he was pretty awesome. I liked the silver tongue guy who controlled the golems and then made them fight each other.
1: Oh sure, was he, that? The he was teacher? like the professor. Yeah, yeah. the professor. Yeah. He was kind of gross. His he tongue was, he was like was very, around. Yeah, way. I
0: love. He shot him. He shot his jaw, which that was a sick scene. He yeah. ricochets a bullet, and shoots his jaw off, mm-hmm. and then his little tongue, his little tongue just goes scooting Starts away. Uh,
1: side note: the movie is called Warriors of Virtue.
0: Warriors of Virtue.
1: That's what it was. Yeah, I've it? never seen that. <laughs> yeah, oh man, dude! Yeah,
0: you gotta watch Warriors you know. of Virtue. You're man. missing
2: something. Yeah. Something. Yep. You're missing something. Um, yeah. I would say Salus and Delilah, just because. They became villains for very human reasons. Sure. And, I mean, they, they kind of went over it in, in Vox Machina. You know, Silas got very, very sick, and they just didn't have a cure. And she was at her wit's end, and uh, an entity was basically like, I'll help you save them.
0: Isn't that... And that is... It's kind of ironic, too, because Percy ends up doing the same thing, right? Basically. Like, like she's... They're at their wit's end, and they're like, Okay, we'll make a pact with something dark. And then mm-hmm. Percy does the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like Percy did it a little bit more subconsciously, but mm-hmm. at least that's the vibe that the yeah. show gave me. Essentially. And not that he just, like, went into this pact all, like, that was his goal. It sounded, because he seemed confused when the whole demon was, like, talking to him. He's like, no, no, no. The demon was like, you accepted me. You knew what this was. Mm-hmm. Percy was like, oh, I, I didn't. Oh, yeah. But, that's true, yeah. But, I mean, same same type of thing i mean he
2: did end up accepting some evil entity <laughs> to <Yeah>. help him <laughs> um get revenge so just a quick side note to all of that too did it say in the show where silas and delilah were from uh i don't remember that i don't recall okay now. uh you will know what i'm talking about In, in with the mighty nine yeah they're from Wildmount. oh okay the Wendalian empire yeah they the you know that conclave of mages i kind of forget what they're called at this Kind of. Was it in the beginning of my Yeah, so so uh, Caleb's teacher, the one that he's, like, terrified of, mm-hmm. is part of that, like, conclave. Okay. Basically, they found out what Delilah did, and they got chased out. Gotcha. And Anna Ripley was with them, which is the reason why all of them left and came over to... Oh, okay. So, it's, it's, it's kind of an aside that it was in the first campaign that they expanded upon in the second campaign. I think one of my favorite... They're in the mid
0: battle with all the zombies and stuff. And the dude who Scanlon like electrocuted with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> that part was hilarious. <laughs> First off, that part was awesome. He's fighting this guy. He is wildly, wildly outpowered.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This dude's about
0: killing him. And he just goes on ah! and shoots him <laughs> oh, with lightning you're out of his dick. talking about on the roof. Yes. And lightning is him it. out of his dick. It's hilarious. But then that guy comes back and they're in mid battle. And he just like nothing just slices Percy's friend in half.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah,
0: dude, that was intense. A, it's a brutal scene. Yeah, that's why I love about this show is they are so good at going back and forth, or even in, even in that I'm pretty sure probably the same episode, uh, Vax and uh, Keleth. Yeah, have the moment where he's like, you know I love you, right? Yeah, and, and she's like, and then she's like, wait, what? what you and <laughs> like, why would like, you tell me this now? They are, they are so great at having these real heartfelt dark or deep moments and then just Mm -hmm. flipping the switch right back to the comedy. Yeah. And oh man.
1: Oh, that reminds me. One of my favorite parts, hand down, hands down with Scanlon was when he went off on his own and needed to create a diversion. And that was his whole goal. And he's going through his house, and he's like, I don't know what this potion does. And he just chugs yes, it. Yes,
0: he's, he's like, I don't potions? know what this potion
1: does. I just chug it. And, and then he has one that makes him throw up fire. Which is so an was, actual spell. Yeah, which yeah. was hysterical. The potion of fire breathing. Yeah. And he's like, that's convenient. And then he's like... Bleh.
0: Yeah, okay. It was,
1: it was. Ashley watched that episode with me, and she was laughing in it. Like, yeah. like it was entertaining for her, too. So,
0: genuinely every character i play is scanlon <laughs> that's the that's the exact same type of stuff i would do
2: yeah when playing DD. so uh, oh god that was the uh, was lovingly referred to as scanbo as opposed to like rambo yeah with him turning into the triceratops oh yes yeah, so dude, good. that part was awesome so good though i will say they i liked how they did it in the animated series a little bit more than how it actually happened. Yeah. Cuz essentially when they got to the roof, Duke Vedmeyer got up there and they were squaring off and in in the sh- in the animated series he like he was fighting with a middle finger like the entire time. Yes. It's fantastic. But in the regular show he just was like they were they started charging each other and then Big, Bigby's hand just goes whoop and like shot puts him off the roof. <laughs> And that was that, but no, I I re- that was one of my favorite scenes as a whole. Yeah, just it was that, really good that chaos, and Scanlan is just so good. Yeah, he's such a funny character. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> he's great.
1: <sighs> yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the whole show. It was, it was much better than I was expecting it to be.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad you liked yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it it really really was. Um,
0: I th- I figured I was like. I stand behind the animation. I really enjoy it, yeah. but I, I'm never entirely sure with you because once again, you're, you're an animator by trade. So you see things, sometimes you'll mention stuff about something animated. I'm like, I never in my, I would never notice that. Yeah.
1: I, a lot of times. <laughs> Cause I'm a
0: lay, I'm a layman looking at to well,
1: it. it. So yeah, it just for me, I'm, I'm also kind of finicky. Right. And I, I probably nitpick a little bit more than probably I should with, with stuff like that. But um, but yeah this show was solid all the way around like I felt like the writing was great honestly the pacing of the show was good too like I didn't feel like it jumped the shark at any point and like you had mm-hmm. to there was nothing where I was like well this seems quick or this seems drawn out like the pacing of the show was great the yeah. writing was great the animation was great the voice acting was great it was it was much better than, I, than what I was thinking it was gonna be
0: yeah actually that is the one difference between this and actual and like actually playing a tabletop RPG? Sure. it is. It was very well-paced. Yeah. It wasn't like... the There wasn't scenes where you're like, God, I'm tired of watching them fight through this dungeon. Yeah. Or, God, I'm tired of watching them buy stuff from this merchant. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every goddamn time, I'm playing D&D, and you got to spend two hours at one shop as everybody decides, oh, no, let me look through all the inventory, and what can I trade, and how much do we have? And it's like, can we just kill something? Yeah. Can I just find somebody <laughs> to role play with? Any random character? I don't care.
2: Well, didn't they nod to that, too, in Gilmore's shop, where I think Vex was trying to barter something, and she just starts dumping out the bag? Am I mistaken in that? I don't
1: remember.
0: I don't okay. specifically I th- know. Th- I think there was t- a point,
2: because she was... That was kind of Vex's whole thing is that she was like, she liked to make the deal. She liked to get like her, um, her gold's worth essentially. Sure. Okay. Um, she, she was Miss Moneybags. So she was that
0: person holding up the
2: goddamn campaign she, she, to, she was, to,
0: <laughs> to make fucking charisma checks against a
2: shopkeep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And she was, she would be the one, she was basically the treasurer of the group. And she would have everything in her bag and be like, I want to sell this, 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 and this. That's funny. Yeah. So,
1: if I had a dollar for every time Dan decided to try and loot something, Mm -hmm. or ask for the stuff (laughs) behind the shelf, like, you have anything that isn't on the floor, if you know what I mean? Wink, nod, (laughs) nudge. Thor, do you know about the ruby dagger?
0: No, I do not.
1: Dan, would you like to tell Thor about the ruby dagger? (laughs) No, but
2: I will. <laughs> so, I let me preface this. I am, admittedly, an unapologetic loot goblin. 100%. I And these guys always like to complain until I find something, and then all of them swoop in like vultures. That does
1: happen all the time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
2: I remember I found a room that was full of weapons, and <laughs> suddenly when I found it, everybody who's on basically the other side of the castle was like i'm gonna see where dan is yeah (laughs) and then they looted that entire room and i didn't get a single thing out of it was that when i was playing or was i dming at that time i believe that you were playing
1: okay all right i
2: believe that you were playing but anyway yeah anyway um so micah set up this whole festival for us to kind of explore and like look around and kind of do different stuff and everybody basically like went to bed essentially they had just
1: fought a boss got the shit kicked out of them but won ultimately and so i'm thinking okay next session i'll have like this festival it can be a character building session you can kind of do some cool role playing and so i'm like here's this festival it's a day long every single one of them is like i'm going to sleep
2: where's the inn Ruin my plans. To be fair, we just got the <laughs> shit kicked out of us. But anyway, so I <laughs> decided to take a look around, and I found a weapon shop. And I was like, "Okay, like, let's see what's in here." And they had some some like decent stuff. And of course, like I do my due diligence, and I ask like, "Hey, is there anything that's a little more special than the rest?" Because we're still fairly low level, but like, yeah, a plus one is still a plus one at that level. So. The shopkeeper's like, yeah, I got something. I don't really know what it is, and he pulls out this beautiful ruby dagger.
0: Oh, that's. And right. I was
2: like, okay, that seems pretty cool. And he's like talking about the, how the craftsmanship is like exquisite, like it just looks really nice. And I was like, well, how much do you want for it? He's like, eh, ten gold. And once again, at lower levels, it 10 was a decent gold. amount. Yeah, yeah, it was like most of what I had. I was like. This is probably going to be a pretty cool weapon. Like, I think I can take the hit now. So, I make the purchase. I go to pick up the ruby dagger. And as soon as I touch it, it turns to dust. (laughs) And I just kind of looked at Micah. And I don't think I ever quite thought about strangling him quite as much (laughs) as I did in that moment. He was so upset with me. And as a... uh, like fuck you! I I took the dust. I put it into a little baggie and I held on to it the entire campaign. He did. Yep. And eventually, it became a story item. I don't think by design initially, <laughs> huh. but yeah, later it became just
0: to placate you. Like he's never gonna let go. Well,
1: of even this it fuck. wasn't
2: even me that got to use it.
1: <laughs> it was Carl, <laughs> buddy Carl. Yeah. So so I knew. I was like, if I put. This bait out here. I'm betting. I'm betting Dan will go for it. And he did. It was great. And then I remember Dan distinctly looking at me and going like, it didn't fall, to turn into dust when the shopkeep gave it to me. And I was like, the shopkeep is wearing gloves. Uh, Yeah, it was...
2: Of all the people, it's just i I'm mean, the one. I'm the one who went to explore
0: like, that got burned. It's funny in hindsight, but all it's just a mean trick.
2: Yeah, yeah. He spent this whole thing, and then he set out bait for me, and I'm the only one who went to go join the festival, and then this asshole decides to burn me and the majority of my gold for it. Yeah, it was, I mean, get it was, fucked, Micah. Yeah. <laughs> He's
0: totally over it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was good times. It was good times. But, uh, yeah, it, it really... Watching the, the show really reminded me of, of hijinks like that. Like, just that bullshit that you do as a group and just the kind of quirkiness where it probably should be more serious than it is right now. But you're a group of guys hanging out around a table just rolling dice. You're having a good yeah. time.
0: Yeah, that's the best parts. Yeah. That's the best parts of any RPG is... The laughing. Yeah. Yeah. It always is.
2: But like you said a little Mm -hmm. bit earlier too, those little heartfelt moments that are in there, but like in either the darkest or the weirdest situations.
0: Well, those those are the parts. It's funny when you play like uh, any tabletop RPG is like, not every campaign has it, but the great ones do. Mm -hmm. This thing where you become truly invested in
2: your characters Mm -hmm. and it
0: becomes almost
2: real. Yeah, recently, I, uh, in a campaign that we just finished up not too long ago, I, the character I was playing, um, we, we had another character in the campaign who was always kind of riding that line of evil. And long story short, our BBEG finally revealed himself and we just completely screwed him over. And he was a very powerful cleric. He had to get out to, like, replan. And essentially this character was like, Take me with you because he had a pact with the devil that he was just trying to get rid of it with any means possible, and I remember running down to the bottom of this pyramid at the end of all this, and then catching the very end, and he kind of looked over to me and he just mouthed "I'm sorry" at, before he disappeared. Yeah, and, and it I becomes was like, like a real moment. like my character. When that shit happens, I, it becomes like a heartbroken. Real yeah, because it was just like the I, I knew like the person wasn't betraying but the character felt that betrayal sure and knew that he was remorseful about it but like he had to do what he had to do what he felt in that moment so yeah.
1: oh, all right so thor this is a good recommendation uh if i had to rate it one out of ten uh health potions health, one potions, 10 health, one potions. 10 health potions one out of ten random potions.
0: one out of ten ruby daggers, daggers. yes <laughs>
1: um Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna. It's like a nine for me. Like it's it's solid. It's solid, solid, solid. I knew you'd
0: love it. I was like, if he gives it a chance, because honestly, when I asked you, I was like, have you seen this? It was kind of on a whim. Yeah. The only inkling I had is that we had never discussed it. Sure. You had never brought it up or anything, so I was like, I don't think he's seen it because I feel like we would have talked about it by now. Yeah. But I was like, Nah, he's probably seen it. Yeah. So it was kind of but i knew if you saw it you're gonna dig it yeah
1: i'm glad you recommended it man it was it was pretty awesome dan what are what are your thoughts on the on the show do you feel like the show did
2: a good job uh in bringing the, the I, critical role show to life i had so much fun watching that show yeah just in general i i thought even without my prior knowledge or anything like that it was just a super sol- like you said it was just a super solid show yeah and it it only got enhanced by the kind of things that I had experienced beforehand. But yeah. even even standalone, I would watch it again.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, just it was it was like I said, it was a love letter. Well, with um, tits and fart jokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Beautiful with
1: tits and fart jokes.
0: I, I love seeing animated tits. It's so funny. It's always so. It's always so funny to me. <laughs> It's never not funny. Watching a gnome go down on a minotaur. (laughs) Come on. Come on. What's not to love?
1: (laughs) Well, I guess if it's animated. Um, All right. So, Thor, um, for next week or next show.
0: Oh, yeah. All
1: right. All right. So I I have a couple of options. My first one is, have you seen a movie called In Bruges?
0: I've heard the name.
1: Okay. It's got Colin Farrell and basically the entire supporting cast of Harry Potter.
0: No, I don't think I've seen this.
1: Okay. You're gonna. You're okay. gonna. We're gonna watch a movie called In Bruges. Dan, I think I forced to watch Oh, absolutely. It was great. A while back. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, plot synopsis is two hitmen just get done a job. They go to lay low in this rinky-dink European town called bruges it is a dark comedy uh i think in every sense of the word and i'm, I'm very very curious to see what your thoughts are going to be about. okay cool it's it's one of those movies that i found at blockbuster and i'm like what is this because you know it's just got a, a random cast but you've never heard of the movie it's it's a keeper cool in, in my opinion i, I think it's I been a while since
0: it. we've done a movie too
1: yeah yeah it's a good one it's a good one so yeah we're gonna watch in bruges i don't know if that's streaming anywhere i don't know
2: it probably is somewhere yeah it it's probably in the bowels of the internet yeah but
1: so yeah in in bruges is just the word in and then bruges is spelled b-r-u-g-e-s main character is colin farrell and the guy who plays mad eye moody in the harry potter movies
0: nice okay
1: yeah dan Thank you so much for coming and giving us insight into this show. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. You definitely gave us a perspective that we wouldn't have uh, without you here, which is great. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. If you haven't seen Vox Machina, you probably should, even though now you probably know a lot of it. Um,
0: no, we did a very good job. We didn't really give away too much. That's true. And honestly, if you feel like you listen to like I know what happens, you don't. Like that's true. We really didn't go into the story arc, the plot. We touched on a few things, but most of them were kind of obvious things anyway so yeah but honestly yeah go watch it it's fun it's fun
1: all right crew um so um until next time get wrecked